Welcome back, everyone. I am sitting virtually with Stephanie Vanderlyn, who is a dear friend that I had the opportunity to get to know a little bit better at a retreat. And let me tell you, this girl is so authentic. She is so driven and disciplined. It's unbelievable. And I know that you're going to take a lot of value from our time. Um, She's currently a travel nurse, and she's also pursuing bodybuilding. She's a dog mom. She's overall incredible. So welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) So we're going to start out with a little bit of context on your background. So if you don't mind, you know, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? Where do you live now? Give us a little bit of background. So I grew up in Muskegon, Michigan, um, right on the lakeshore in Lake Michigan there. I grew up doing, gosh, like I did gymnastics when I was little. I did figure skating. Um, I still try to do a little bit of that every now and again. Yeah. Um, Typical like high school sports, tennis, cheerleading. I got into kickboxing after nursing school. Cool. And that was a very fun thing to do. I love that, like the group setting and the classes and everything. Yeah. Um, And then... I started my job at, uh, in Grand Rapids in nursing, did three years there. After all of the 2020 stuff, I decided to quit that job and start travel nursing. I kind of got to a point where I was feeling very stagnant, wanted to change something. I said, you know what? I've wanted a dog for a long time <laughs> and I want to, you know, try and make a little more money, see more places like mm-hmm. was still single, never settled down. So I Got my dog, Sergey, my husky, uh, who was wonderful, by the way. Um, great personality for a husky. But I trained him up for like a month or so and then got on the road, started a contract in Indianapolis for maybe like seven months, I believe. And then I, goodness, got into like deeper into fitness, I guess, and had a lot of friends in Virginia Beach area. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I am right now. Um, I'm just about to finish up my contract here. I've got like two weeks left and just trying to figure out where to go next. It's amazing. So it's, it sounds like you definitely had more of an active lifestyle growing up. Uh, What did like getting a little more specific in regards to that, like what was your like fitness and health like growing up? Like, was it instilled by your parents? You know, what was their mindset around it? And then also tap into like, you know, out of high school, what did that look like? And now getting into fitness, like what was that transition in regards to your twenties also? So I feel like it's kind of a long story at this point, but, (laughs) um, like growing up, my, my mother was, um, always active. Uh, my dad actually did like snowmobiling competitions, Mm. which I mean, maybe it's not like super active, but it's like something really cool and interesting. Right. So we always kept active. My mom used to do volleyball and would always take me to that. So I never like fully got into that, Mm -hmm. but I think when I was younger with, um, watching skating on TV, Mm -hmm. we really got into that. And then after a while, my mother, since we spent so much time at the ranks, started doing that as well. So she would skate, I would skate. And then my two brothers played hockey. My youngest did travel hockey for a long time. And I mean, some of us still try to, still try to do a lot of skating. So coming out of high school, I mean, I had done a lot of figure skating competitions, but at that point you kind of become washed up, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't make it to a certain point, I continued to do skating for quite a few years Mm -hmm. and some adult competitions but then 
with nursing school, everything kind of slowed way down, right? Like mm-hmm. it's very stressful. I gained a lot of weight. Um, I actually failed out of nursing mm-hmm. school at one point, which is a story in itself. Right. Yeah. But when I failed, it was very, very, very hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and in perspective, it happened for a reason. Cause I think if that hadn't happened, certain other things in my life, like I wouldn't be where I am now kind of thing, but getting back in, I think I, gosh, I was it 185 was my heaviest. And I remember, I, remember, I think the, the photo that's on Instagram, I remember taking that and thinking like, this is, I can't get any worse than this. Like I can't get any more weight and I want to have proof for when like I, I lose it. Cause I always knew there was more potential. So I just wanted to have that for when, like, yeah. when I fully get to where I want to be, you know, I want to have those comparisons. And, mm-hmm. but, uh, I got my job, um, my first nursing job. And then I think I spent like a year just kind of coasting, mm-hmm. um, getting the hang of that. And then I found one of my, my good girlfriends, um, at that job, we started kickboxing together and I unintentionally, I think lost like 20 pounds. So I didn't have. I didn't have like the recipe or like the, the like conscious decisions, I guess, of realizing how that was happening. And I'm like, I'm onto something here. Like <laughs> if I, if I burn X amount of calories and I, you know, do X amount of um, classes a week and, and I start adding a little bit of lifting, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm starting to see results. So then after leaving my job and going to travel nursing again, like the huge transition phase, I kind of lost myself again. I wasn't working out as much, um, just kind of figuring out what I needed to do and going through the motions. And then I started to see myself gain the weight back. And that scared me. At that point, I found it's okay. <laughs> this is kind of a side story as well, but like all the political stuff that was going on, right? My Instagram feed is just constant negativity, yeah. right? Just frustrated all the time, unhappy. Uh, and I remember finding certain people through those kind of political channels. Um, and one of them was my first form coach, Eric Hines. Hmm. And so he started like pushing me and, and trying to get me to join the first form challenges. And at that point I'm like, okay, like he's very driven, has a lot of qualities that like, I'd really like to see in like my own potential partner in the future. Right. And like, if I ever want to get to be, with somebody that has that kind of drive, I have to put that in myself. Mm. So he pushed me to start the challenge um, last fall. What was that 2021? Yeah. And so when I did that, I'm like, okay, well, I have to be accountable now. Mm. So it was kind of like new rules that I set up for myself in like, okay, I have these numbers, like macros and calories, whatever. I have to hit these numbers. Mm-hmm. Cause if I don't, then honestly, I like, I would just be embarrassed. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm like, I have to do this cause he's watching and like, you know, eventually if I'm consistent with this, hopefully it'll get me to a point where I'm going to be so happy mm-hmm. with like how I look, how I'm feeling. Um, and then going forward from there, like what the possibilities are going to be. Mm. So I did that challenge, uh, lost another, I think 10 to 12 pounds. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in my life had abs. I'm like, wow. what is this? <laughs> and like, why have I not been able to figure this out for so long? <laughs> so then after that, I was like, well, I'm going to keep going with this. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not done. Yeah. 
Uh, and then in going into the holidays, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm like, I kind of want to do a show. Mm-hmm. Um, my figure skating coach, Michelle did figure competitions, um, for years and years. And I remember seeing the first one in 2019. Mm-hmm. So then I had that, that like kind of, you know, idea in my head. So I remember like, I don't know if it was new year's or like slightly after, but I'm like, I know if I don't commit to this, I'm probably going to be upset with myself later mm-hmm. that I didn't try that. I didn't like at least get on stage and, and see if I liked it, yeah. you know? So I did prep for, I believe it was 12 weeks, 12 weeks or so. I mean, granted, like I kind of been mm-hmm. like in a deficit for so long. So right doing that prep and then getting to the show day, like I had so much fun Hmm. and like looking back, especially to that photo that I took when I was my heaviest. Yeah. Like this is incredible. (laughs) And it it brings me to, to a point where it's like, why is this not something that's shared with everybody? Hmm. Right. Like this doesn't seem like it's a secret. Mm-hmm. Like trying to figure out nutrition and, um, to me, it almost becomes a number game, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I burn this many calories or this is my, um, BMR, like, mm-hmm. so I, I can eat this many and like this much protein, mm-hmm. go lift weights or do whatever you like to do. And then look the way I want to look. Yeah. Like, I just wish that everybody knew that, you so know, true. agreed. So That's- a long, a long story, but <laughs> That's amazing. And so I have two questions that come from it. Um, the first one is what were like the biggest motivators that were driving you to like, get those results? Like I can kind of like gather like a few things, but if you could put it into words, what would you say was the biggest motivator? You know, I'm getting older, right? I think honestly, like deep down a a big motivator is going to be like, I want to become the person I know I can and also become a person that's going to attract the person I want in a partner. But then the other part of it is you get so sick of, of looking at yourself and feeling so miserable. Mm. You're like, I know that there's so much potential in the way that I could look and like how happy I could be. And so, I mean, that that's the other part, right? I've dealt with gut issues for so long too. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been like a decade now I've had to be gluten-free, uh, and like unofficially diagnosed celiacs. Right. Uh, so I'm like, I want to get to a point where I feel good too. Mm -hmm. Totally sick of, you know, like going back and forth and, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, it, the prep having like cleaner food, I actually felt better on prep than I had Hmm. in a long time. (laughs) That's amazing. You don't normally hear people say, (laughs) right. But like cleaner food makes a huge difference. So true. Um, So those are kind of the the things that brought me to this point. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's so amazing how you really were thinking with more of the end in mind where you were like, rather Mm -hmm. than the instant gratification, you were thinking long-term of, okay, if I want to be with this type of person, if I want to marry this type of person, this is what I want. Am I at the level that would even attract someone like that? And if I'm not, I need to get to that. Otherwise it's not going to happen. And 
you know, you have to put in the work to get to, you know, you know, where you want to be and, you know, to have the partner you want to have, and you have to put in the work. So then when you do meet that person, you're running the race together versus someone's lagging behind. It's like, you are at the same level pushing each other to like get to an even higher level. Yeah. And the, my, so, so Michelle, she always says, or like calls my generation, I guess the, the microwave generation, <laughs> like we always, we want something. We want it now. Yes. Like, I don't want something like five, 10 years, 50 years down the road. I want it right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that is great and all, but at this point in my life, I need to start thinking more, um, into the future. Right. Yeah. And honestly, it's like to have the discipline to, make that happen is mm-hmm. the huge difference. So true. So you true. don't have that personal and yeah, personal accountability is something that I like will dive deep into with people mm-hmm. sometimes because the way society goes right now, you don't see a whole lot of that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's always like, what are we doing for the other person? It's like, well, if I took accountability myself, then we wouldn't have to worry about everybody else. Cause we'll be doing like the right thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like if you took accountability for your health and did what you need to do to feel good, then like we don't have all the chronic disease and mm. craziness going on. So true. I love that. So as you started to dive into, you know, preparing and doing prep and, you know, getting your body ready, how did you learn to do all of that? How did you learn to dive into what it looked like when it came to like calories and macros and um, making sure you were eating what you needed to eat in order to meet your goals. How did you learn all of that? Like, did you have someone in your life or what did that look like? Yeah. So I remember before I started the first form challenge, I'd paid attention to food labels, like for the gluten-free thing for years. Right. So now it was more so instead of just looking at like the ingredient list, we have to start looking at what the serving sizes are and mm-hmm. the proteins, fats, carbs, all of that. Um, so when I started the first form challenge, they have their app um, and you can go in and set like your current stats, mm-hmm. what your goal weight is going to be, how active you are. Mm-hmm. And that will actually give you um, kind of its own algorithm as to what it thinks uh, you should start on. Okay. So then you have your, your basically your macro goals. I think mine like I was on around 1700 calories and then general rule is a gram of protein per pound that you're at, mm-hmm. um, or like maybe a little under, depending on what your goal weight is going right. to be. Um, if you're gaining or losing vice versa. Okay. So that was the big thing though, because when I started that challenge, Eric would say, you need to hit calories and protein to start. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to lose weight, but you're not eating enough protein, you're not fueling your muscle. Mm. You're, you're going to waste away, you know, yeah. some of that too, in the way that you lose. And then your end result isn't going to look as good as it could have, because you lost some of that muscle and some of that shape. Mm. So he kind of gave a lot of tidbits into how to track. Um, and I guess what that looks like within the app. Um, and of course there's other ways to do it with like my fitness pal and mm-hmm. a couple other people have like specific, um, apps too. But then from that point you get into learning portion sizes. 
So you don't have to cut out everything that you love. You just have to have a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> just take it back a notch. <laughs> just take it back a notch. Um, but you know, it becomes hard because uh, as Americans, you know, all the restaurants, mm. you know, you get like crime and you probably like four or five portions in one because then you got, you know, what you take home. Yeah. Um, and that's great and all, but then you got to move in the, the discipline factor too. Exactly. So, yeah. So now like with the knowledge that I have of nutrition tracking, like Mm -hmm. how many carbs are in, you know, like certain vegetables or whatever. Yeah. I can take that now and kind of tailor it to what my current goals are now, where I want to build more muscle. And then I have like my coach, Michelle, that like checks in with me Mm -hmm. every now and again. And, but I have a lot of people that, you know, if I have questions can help me answer. Yeah. I've also built a community on that as well. I love that you say that because, you know, we can't do everything alone. We need expertise of other people and, you know, what we may lack in other people can fill that, you know? So if you have a lack of understanding of this, or you can't quite do that as well, who does that well and asking them and having the support from them is critical to, in order to get to your goals, because you can't always do it alone. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was a big part of it as well is Mm -hmm. reaching out to the people that I know can help me. Right. That's awesome. I think that's so amazing that you, you realize that that was something you had to do. Um, so one thing I would love to know is knowing the transformation you went through and the weight you lost and the different action steps you're taking, the discipline you have, what are some of the benefits that benefits you've seen with that transformation, whether it's health and how you feel, whether it's your lifestyle, maybe it's relationships, what are some big key, you know, transformation benefits you've seen? I think the, the biggest thing has been the mindset shift, Mm. right? Because what I found, um, in that challenge was I was not going to make progress if I didn't also change how I thought about myself and how I thought about the process, the way, like the way you speak to yourself too. And the thoughts you have in your head Mm -hmm. is a big thing as well. Like I can't sit here and be like, okay, I messed up calories today. I'm a failure. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Like you have to stop that thought process (laughs) and be like, no, just because I messed up today, doesn't mean that I can't get back on track tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. even if you're hitting your number six out of seven days, like that's still really good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so like to not beat yourself up over that kind of thing, but then along the process, you gain like the mental toughness and the mental discipline to stick to those numbers and to say, okay, you know, I have this, you know, X amount of time today to go work out or to go do cardio um, or to even just, work more activity into your day. Right. Mm. Um, when I was in my Indianapolis contract, I would always take my dog for like four mile walk, you Mm -hmm. know, and then that would be something that would bump up the calorie burn. Yeah. Excuse me. And really get to the results that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So it kind of turned from a very negative, pessimistic kind of thought process to like, I can do this as long as I'm consistent, um, as long as I'm disciplined, 
I will be able to get to where I want to go and like see the results from that is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And now I'm much more positive. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Like positivity is huge. And knowing that because of your transformation, you're a more positive person, which ultimately Mm -hmm. you should, you're probably having more joy in life. Like Mm -hmm. that's, it changes your quality of life to so many degrees. It's, it's so cool. And knowing that mindset is like the biggest factor, like, what did you dive into? What, um, maybe books did you read? What videos maybe did you watch to like get better at your mindset? I, I mean, I started journaling, right. Uh, with the evolve X program. Um, cause after the first form challenge and when I started prep, I also was ending that first travel contract. Um, and in the midst of all of like the mandates and stuff going on, I knew I was going to have a hard time possibly finding another job. So I'm like, I'm going to need to surround myself with some people, uh, that are going to be able to help me through this, you know, if all else fails. Um, and part of that program was journaling every morning, um, putting down what you're grateful for. Mm. So I've tried to do that uh, every day since then mm-hmm. is write down at least five things that I'm grateful for. Um, whether that's like small, small things um, or like, I guess like, Hey, I have, I have a place to live or like mm-hmm. I have a car that runs that can get me somewhere. Those kinds of things to start each day in that mindset. Like granted, you know, it's <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do every day. Life gets busy, but to at least be conscious of it. And if you're not writing it down, then to make sure you're, you're saying those things out loud to yourself. Mm, right. I <laughs> books have been a little bit harder for me to get into, honestly, I'm <laughs> still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, but the, I, there are a lot of good personal development books mm-hmm. um, to read. I'm sure you've got your own list of those as well. Totally. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of tried to go through a couple of those. One of the ones that I had started was the um, Atomic Habits book. Oh yeah. Uh, so I hadn't gotten like super um, far into that one, but I remember like, it's a lot about at least from what I had consciously making decisions, mm-hmm. right? If you know oh, yeah. something's going to be good, even though you don't want to get up and do it, you probably should get up and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other big thing was if I know the person in the future that I want to become, I have to start doing things and making habits of things that that person is going to do mm-hmm. because I'm never going to get there. If I just continue to do the same things that aren't working right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's, it, it's again, comes back to discipline, like mm-hmm. accountability, I mean, those, those are the couple of things that I have going right now. Yeah, definitely. Like adding ones in the future, but totally if right now though, that's like the key foundational principles that you're, you're instilling. And, um, so if someone's like, man, I really want to see a transformation in my life and I really want to grow, develop, like lose weight, whatever that might be, what would you say? Like, and they're like, I don't know where to get started. What would you tell them? when it comes to just getting started, start with this, like, what would that be? Um, 
I mean, I think it starts with reaching out to those that can help you, right? That's step one, um, is asking the questions. And I actually had um, a guy at work that like, he's seen the photos that I've put up and he's like, how did you do it? He's like, what do I need to do? You know, like if I'm lifting weights this many days a week or whatever, like, what do I need to prioritize? And I'm like, okay, well, again, like for you to, like his goal would be losing weight for you to do that. You want to hit protein and calories. So then I kind of tried to go with him like, okay, uh, these are your, like your weight, your height, your activity, all that jazz. Um, so like roundabout, you want to try and hit this number, but you have to hit the protein. Um, that's, it's sometimes kind of a hard thing to do if you're not used to prioritizing that. Um, but that's kind of my advice, reach out, get started with, um, kind of just, you know, like focus on either the protein or increase increasing your, um, daily activities. I have another girl that maybe she doesn't, um, get into tracking as much and that's, Mm -hmm. that's okay too, but she puts more focus on increasing activity during the day. Like she might go for a walk with her kids, um, and prioritize that versus putting all the numbers in, Mm -hmm. um, and she's still getting results from that. So I think it also becomes very customizable, um, for what you're able to start with and work into your daily routine right now. Um, cause you know, you can't go from zero to a hundred. Yeah. So you got to kind of figure out which one's going to work for you to start with. Totally. Um, but yeah, protein, um, increasing activity and just generally finding ways that things are going to help you that you enjoy. Like when I started kickboxing, that was something that like, I really love, I really love to like <laughs> hit the crap out of the bag. And, yeah. and that's how it started for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. start to find new things too. I love that. That sums it up really well. It's just like how to get started. It's just taking those baby steps and whether it's, you know, what your diet and then activity and then what actually fits within your schedule. It's really important too. So that's perfect. Um, as we start to wrap it up, Stephanie, what are a few key takeaways that you have for listeners? Um, key takeaways. So I think another big part is goal setting. Mm. If you don't have direction, how are you going to get there? Yeah. Right. So if you're saying, okay, I want to lose 10 pounds. Great. We have that goal. Um, so then let's put like a a timestamp on that too. Like, okay, you want to lose 10 pounds. Let's try and do that within like three, four months or however long, you know? Um, so then once you have that, then you have to start to say, okay, I need to be consistent Mm -hmm. for one, because if you're not going to start to be consistent, then, you know, that 10 pound goal is never going to happen. Um, then you got to add in discipline, right? You have to start to be able to say no to yourself. Like you go to the grocery store and you're shopping around and you're hungry, you're going to grab everything. Right. And probably a lot of things you shouldn't be grabbing. (laughs) Um, like I've had moments like that too, where I'm going through and I'm like, man, that box of cookies that looks really good right now. I'm like, no, walk away. Like you can make the conscious decision to say no, 
And it's not that you can't like ever have, you know, sweets or whatever, but right now it's a no. Yeah. So I think those are, those are kind of the big things, you know, set your goals, gain some discipline. And if you can't, you know, have the self-discipline, then find somebody that's going to help you be accountable. So important. And I mean, those are all things that I had to learn and have in order to get to where I'm at. Definitely. That's so good. I 100% agree with all of that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, as we head into the end here, I have rapid fire questions, which oh, I like boy. to say are the hardest part of the interview. Okay. <laughs> um, just kidding. But the first question I have for you, which you can adapt this to knowing you're not a reader as much into like maybe podcasts or videos or people. So what books are you reading right now? Or what podcasts are you listening to or people or whatever? Well, the podcast that I'm, you know, like the go-to podcast that that started a lot of this actually was the Evolve with Emily podcast, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure you're familiar with. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Tons, tons of good stuff in there. I mean, you can go back. Um, gosh, I think she's been doing it for a couple of years and get so many good tidbits. Like she can just speak like no other and and give you all of the, you know, uh, hard conversations too, that you need to hear. So that's, that's my number one podcast for sure. Love it. I I'm with you. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love cheese. I love pasta. Give me oh all my cats. goodness. <laughs> so good. So good. I like never have it, but when I do, <laughs> when I do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And homemade <laughs> is the best too. Oh yes. Like, it, it would make it for Thanksgiving every year, mm. almost every year, but good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. What's your definition of intentional living? Um, intentional living. I mean, those are the, like making those conscious decisions and choices every day. Um, I think like making a plan for your day and saying, I need to get, you know, a certain amount of things done. Or like, I keep, I keep a list in my notes on my phone mm-hmm. of like, I guess, long-term things that I need to get done in like the coming months or the coming years or whatever. Um, and then I have a list of what do I need to do today? Mm. So that's kind of how I intentionally live, I guess. <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, what is your favorite travel destination or a dream destination that you have? Oh goodness. I, I mean, obviously I've, I've been to a couple of States now. Um, I thought that Carmel, Indiana was really beautiful. And then Virginia beach is, has been really nice too. Mm. Um, I mean, we took that retreat to Houston, Texas. So, I mean, these aren't necessarily like destination places, but there's, I feel like there's starting to be a longer list of places that I want to see and explore, Mm. like just like around the United States. Totally. Um, We have beautiful dream. It's one of my dream vacation kind of things, um, was to go to the Netherlands Mm. Uh, or like Ireland and do castle tours. Oh, it'd be amazing. I'll, like I'll join you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that would be like so gorgeous. Mm. So it, I, it would totally be, I mean, you can go, honestly, like I could go anywhere and be like, this is amazing. Like 
uh-huh. no matter what someone is like, oh, we're going to Timbuktu. It'd be like, amazing. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, right. it's, it's, it's new experiences too, right? So like you put yourself in uncomfortable places and, and you have to figure it out. You have to learn, you have to grow. So yeah, you kind of force yourself to do it that way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so good. Awesome. And the last one I have for you is how can listeners connect with you, Stephanie? Um, how can they connect with me? Yes. Yep. So um, Instagram, so like my, um, Instagram is Stephanie Christabeth and that's, um, with a K. So I goodness, that's what I'm on mainly, I think. And then of course I've got, um, email if yeah. need be too, um, which my main one is, uh, Stephanie Vanderlyn at AOL. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, your Instagram is amazing. And if anyone wants to follow someone new for, you know, mindset, for motivation, um, positive motivation, I, I think your page is where it's at. Like you're, you're always oh, like you. seem to be pushing people, but in a way where it's like very motivating. And so that'll be yeah. in the show notes for everyone. And that was something I tried to change too. Um, it's like, stop posting negative things mm-hmm. or like, I guess I don't, like I don't post negative things, but like in your stories and stuff, like right. get away from the pessimistic stuff and like mm-hmm. the, the, what you put out is going to be what you get back. So exactly. So important. I love that. Well, Stephanie, it's been amazing to be able to talk to you. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 